Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. But uh, I walked in this morning, I walked into church this morning, and there was a guy I didn't recognize. And um, so I thought he was a visitor, you know. And here he had years ago, months ago, what? Anyway, a while back, he came and got a prophetic word from our ministry, our, our prophetic ministry. Then a couple months later, he brings his wife back. And uh, what they do is they leave and go back to their church, <laughs> all the way back in York. And, um, and then they, uh, he brought his daughter today. And uh, got, she got a prophetic word, and they leave and go back to York. So I'm just bragging. I want to brag on our teams. Yeah. Amen. And it's, uh, it's not just the prophetic team. Uh, last week, there was a precious lady. She said, uh, why can't we have this where we're at? And I said, well, it took us years to develop it, for one thing. And one of the reasons it takes years is because you have to develop teams. Melody and I do not do everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have teams. We have people that have gone through training. They, they give their time. And, uh, you know, whatever, people are blessed. I mean, I'm sure people are blessed when they walk in the door with a, with a greeter, with a smile on their face. You know, sometimes people don't get smiled at, you know. And so wherever you're at, whatever ministry you're at, you're part of a team, yes. and you're a team that people seek out yes. from all over the country. We've had people come here. I was walking into, <laughs> I was walking into ITC building pre-service, and there was somebody coming out of the building, and they just came here to get a prophetic word. Then they were going to the airport to catch a plane. Hallelujah. So, uh, you know, we might be the church in the cornfield, but people are looking for corn. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're, uh, I just want to brag on you, uh, brag on each and every one of you. And if you want to become a part of a team, talk to Katie. She'll be glad to... Help you out. Hallelujah. You didn't know I was going to do that, did you? So anyway, praise the Lord. There was something else uh, I thought I would say, but uh, since it slipped my mind. <laughs> Talking about slipping my mind, I was cutting the grass the other day. I was riding the tractor, and a beautiful love song came to me. I thought, man, I'm going to sing this to Melody. You know, by the time I got home, I forgot it. <laughs> You know, so I said, Lord, I said, I'd like to remember that song again. I, you know, I was thinking of words and trying to put it together. It just wouldn't come. And so last night, in the middle of the night, 
It came to me. But guess what? This morning, I can't think of it. So, Lord, give me that song. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. So anyway, um, I, want to, uh, I want to share with you this morning about three particular words. One is desire, one is focus, and one is action. Or you could put faith. There's a particular account in uh, 2 Kings chapter, chapter 2. Actually, it's a long story, but because, uh, because of time, we're only gonna, just going to touch on it. It's about Elijah and Elisha. And, you know, I've seen people, you know, they want to come up in a prayer line, and I do believe in impartation. What is impartation? Where somebody has something and they pray for you and there's an impartation. But what Elijah, uh, what Elijah did, he asked Elisha, he said, what do you want me to do for you? And Elisha's response was, give me a double portion of your spirit. Now, some people think they're going to get a double portion because they come out of line. But let me tell you this. Before Elijah even knew Elisha, he uh, you remember Jezebel was going to kill him. So he ran away. He hid in a cave. And God spoke to him and said, I want you to go anoint Jehu to be king over Israel. I want you to anoint this other guy to be king over, over Judah. And I want you to go and anoint Elisha to be the next prophet. How would you like that word? Hey, Lord, I'm just getting started. What do you want to, yeah. So anyway, he, he goes and he anoints Elijah, Elisha. Am I having a problem? Yeah. So I need to turn You don't need to take it off. Are you going to turn it off? I'm not used to doing this, so hallelujah. So anyway, uh, he, goes, uh, he goes and anoints Elisha, and Elisha burned, he he has 12 yoke of oxen, so he doesn't need the money. He's not looking for a job. God is calling him into a ministry, and he says, let me go first bless my, my, my family. And he says, you go do whatever. And so he sacrifices those 12 yoke of oxen. He, bur- he uses the wood of the yoke to make sacrifice. He gives all that away so that he could go follow the prophet. And for years, he served the prophet. And he was his right-hand man. And so when this comes about, I want you to know this wasn't some guy that says, hey, could you give me a double portion of your anointing? And by the way, that prayer was answered because Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah did. Can you say amen? So it says in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9, it says, and so it was when they had crossed over, crossed over the Jordan, and what happened was Elijah took his mantle and he struck, he struck the, the river and the river parted and they were able to walk over on dry land. And so when they crossed over, Elisha, uh, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what, uh, what, am I, what I may do for you before I'm taken away. 
Elisha said, please let, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Now, what he's asking for, he's not only asking for the anointing, but he's also asking for the spirit of the living God to be in double measure. Do you know what? I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit for a number of years, but I'm still asking for more. I'm still wanting more. I'm still desiring more. I'm still seeking more. I'm still going after more. As a matter of fact, when, uh, when Katie, this morning, she says, now I want you to remember, you know, something that the Lord did. Well, my first thought was 1967. 1967, I gave my heart to the Lord, and I remember the presence of God came on me so strong. I had a joy I'd never experienced before, and I was, I was a really quiet, reserved kid, and I was just talking and telling, telling my Sunday school teacher all about it. And then, I, uh, and then I thought of another time where I was getting ready to go do a, I was in Kansas City, Melody and I, and uh, we were assigned to do this uh, Bible study. And I remember before we left, I was sitting on our love seat. Of course, every seat was a love seat. But anyway. <laughs> I was sitting on our love seat, and, uh, you know, I was just kind of my legs crossed. I kind of had my head in my hand, and I was just praying, just trying to prepare for, uh, for this meeting. And uh, all of a sudden, this, this eternal joy just came on me, and I just started laughing. I mean, this is before Toronto, you know. I just started laughing. I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't function, really. And so that was another, that was another thing. So, you know, there's more in God, and I wasn't even looking for it. I was just preparing for a meeting, you know. You want to prepare for a meeting because you don't want to get up there and God not show up, you know. I'm just praying he shows up today. Hallelujah. He already did, right? So praise the Lord. There's always more. There's always no more. Don't be satisfied with where you're at. I don't care if you've had the greatest experience yesterday. You're going to want something more for tomorrow. You know, the problem with, uh, with the Israelites were they... Uh, they wanted to live off of yesterday's manna. And when they tried to do that, it turned into, it turned, worms came, it stank and worms came and ate their food from yesterday. So they had to go out daily, they had to go out daily to seek for this manna that God was providing for them. So let's get, so I said all of that to say there's more. There's more. And so again, he says, please give me a double portion of your spirit to be upon me. So he said, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. He says, whatever, it's not in my hands. So let me just say this. You know, you might be putting pressure on somebody to give you something, but it's not in their power to give it to you. It's not in their power. It's the, it is the anointing of the Spirit of God. So who should you be pressing? You think you, you think you can pressure the preacher 
He can't give it to you. It's only the Lord God that can give it to you. So if you want to pressure somebody, pressure the Lord. Well, somebody says, well, I don't have time to pray. You don't have time for the stuff. Can you imagine somebody saying, I don't have time to pray, but they're asking you to pray for them. It happens all the time. They want you to pray, but they ain't got time to pray. Believe me, God wants you to pray so that at least he can have a conversation with you every once in a while. Come on. He gets lonesome without you. He's not lonesome, you know, but he wants you. He wants to see your face. He wants to see your presence. He wants to feel your love. He wants, he wants you. But you know what? He gave his love before you ever thought about giving your love to him. Scripture says we, we love him because he first loved us. It goes on to say that it happened uh, as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. You know, some of you might not understand our, our language or our lingo. How many of you wonder why we're asking for fire? Why are you asking for fire? I know we had a lady one time. This is years ago. Actually, her daughter was killed in a, in a, in a car accident, and the car exploded in flames. And so we had a, we had a banner in the, in the uh, children's church. It's, I think it says, Kids on Fire. So, you know, sometimes our language doesn't fit, fit with people. Of course, we had to explain it to her, and she was okay with it. She didn't understand. Sometimes, we're, sometimes we use our Christianese on people, and they don't understand. Why don't you you got to get plugged in. Yeah, what, what kind of plugged in are you talking about? You know, you, what's some of the other ones you, anyway. So anyway, he, he saw, Elisha saw the chariot of fire. He, you know, and I used to think, you know, uh, Elisha just got pulled into the chariot. He wasn't even in the chariot. He was taken up in a whirlwind. Can you imagine? Wow, what a ride. That was better than anything at Knoebels, I'll tell you that much. But notice what he says next. He didn't say, hey, you forgot my anointing. Hey, I wanted, I wanted that anointing. He's, what does he say? He cried out and he said, my father, my father. You know, sometimes people follow, follow other people because they want something from them. But the reality is, is he had a relationship with Elijah and he said, my father, my father. He was disappointed in the, take, in the taking away. But then it says, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his clothes, and he tore them in two in pieces. What is that a sign of? That's a sign of sorrow. That's a sign of sadness. That is a sign of grief when you take your clothes and you rip them. Man, I just got this. You think I'm going to rip this for you? 
No, he was in sorrow and grief, so he took his clothes and he ripped them. But then it says something else. It says, he also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen, that had fallen uh, from him, and he went back and he stood on the bank of the Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen on him, fallen from him, and he struck the water and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? He took that mantle, he struck the water, where's the Lord God of Elijah? So let me just say this, Elisha had a desire, the desire was a double portion. What's your desire? What's your desire today? What do you have a desire for? I'm not talking about a new car, new house. I'm talking about what do you desire from God that only he can give you? Elisha had a desire. Do you think he just thought of that? No, he knew this. He knew this is something he wanted all along. I want to do more than Elijah. Not out of pride, but he wanted to see God's delivery God delivering his people, and so he wanted a double portion. Elisha's heart was, my father, my father. You know, you're never going to get anywhere in the kingdom of God without relationships. You've got to have relationships. You've got to, you've got to know people, not just to know people because they're going to get you somewhere. You've got to know people because you can connect with them, because you can love with them, because they can impart into them and they can impart into you. You've got to, and you know what? You've got to get to the place where you are vulnerable. You've got to get to the place where you're willing to tear down your walls and let people see the real you, not the church you. You know, I've gotten to, you know, I might as well say it. I had a church me, and I had a home me. You didn't know I was a home me. At church, I was guarded. I was guarded. You could only get so close to me because I don't want to get hurt. I've been hurt, hurt a couple of times. So you can only get so close to me. You know, hey, how you doing? Great, man. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You know, and then you go home and you, be your, you just be you, you know. But, you know, now I'm pretty much the same at home as I am here. I've let my walls down. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say something. Lynn and I went on a trip together. You know, Lynn was kind of new. It takes me a while to get to know people, you know. So we went on a trip together to Ecuador, and by the time we were done, I thought, he's a good guy. I don't mind having him around. You know, just he could uh, speak better Spanish than me because I don't speak any, you know. But, you know, I, I, you can let your guard down, you know. And I've even gotten to the place where some people, I can let my guard down because even if you want to use it against me, so what? So what? 
when you're secure, when, you're, when God has healed you, you don't need to have the barrier. Because even if people try to hurt you, you're still healed. You're still free. You still, you still have, you know, that security on the inside of you. Now, you know, I don't like to be, I remember one time I said, I told somebody, you know, you got to watch your mouth. You know, I said, you know what? Uh, I think I could just handle about any kind of thing in the church. You know, and a couple of weeks later, somebody started talking bad about me. I think, man, I'm going to keep my mouth shut now. <laughs> even, though, even though you're healed, you still don't like people talking about you, you know what I mean? But anyway, you have to be vulnerable. When he cried out, my father, my father, it was because he had a relationship with him that he was able to share his, his self with. He was able to be real with Elijah. Do you have people, and I'm not saying you have to be with everybody, but do you have people that you can be honest with? My brother called me up one time. We were talking. Am I ever going to get to the sermon? Who knows? Probably not. My brother called me up one time, my older brother, and we were talking, and he says, uh, he says, do you have, any, you have any male friends? And so I'm just thinking, you know, I have acquaintances. I have church members, but no. Why? Because you don't let people that close to you. So you've got to, so I made it a point to open myself up. You know what? I'm freer today. Because your walls to protect you become your prison. If you want to get out of prison, you've got to tear down your own walls. Come on. Oh, you can either say, oh, me or oh, my. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free to dance and sing. <laughs> You're acting strange. Who cares? I'm free. Oh, I could do more, but <laughs> anyway. So the desire was the double, the desire was the double portion. The heart was my father, real relationship. And Joel brought up a point uh, in one of his messages a long time ago. He says, when you read these things in the New Testament, it's not a personal statement. It's about the whole body. You know, it's uh, greater is he that is, it's not greater is he that is in me. And he that's in the world is greater than is he that is in us. When you read the New Testament, it's not just about you. It's about the whole church, the whole church that God is raising up. Hallelujah. So there has to be, there has to be relationship. There has to be connection. Well, what was the focus? The focus was the Lord God of Elijah. This is, I think this is one of the greatest keys. You know, Sunday Christianity is not enough. 
You've got to have a desire for the, not just the Lord, I'm the, you've got to have a desire for the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to have a desire for the Father where you are seeking him day after day after day. I'm not talking about, you know, you, I'm talking about a joyous thing. This is not a burden. If you're seeking God as a burden, then you're not seeking him right. You know, if you can't laugh with Jesus, you're not, you know, you're not connected to the right Jesus. Now, there's times Jesus gets serious, but there's also times, you know, the Bible does tell us to rejoice. Why would it tell us to rejoice unless we had joy in the first place? How about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace? Thank you, Lord. So our focus is the Lord God. Our focus is, what difference would it make if you had a desire for a double portion, but your focus wasn't the Lord God because he's the one that gives the double portion. Whatever you desire is going to come from the Lord God. So the greatest thing is the focus and the focus of love and loving him. Thank you, Lord. And then action. You know, you can say, well, I'm believing. I'm believing, but you got to put some action to your believing. You've got to. Jesus, uh, Jesus spoke to people and said, arise, take up your bed. People wrote, uh, Jesus put mud in people in a blind man's eyes and tell him to go wash in a pool. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, how he's blind. How's he going to find the pool? You know, I just thought, just thinking, you know, I mean, unless he's got Jerusalem really mapped out in his brain, you know, he, he might be a little inconvenienced. He might have to ask people. He might have to, you know, he, he might have to, you know, make several. But once he found the pool, he washed and he came back seen came back seen. It's always going to take action. One of, the, one of the greatest actions I'd like for you to, and not just for you, but you know, the Bible says believers will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You know, everybody in this church is a believer. Is there anybody here that's not a believer? Don't want to put you on the spot. Is there anybody in here that's not a believer? All right, so uh, this so this scripture applies to everybody. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, the only way that's going to happen is when you lay hands on the sick. And guess what? I'll put a little confusion in with this. He didn't tell you to pray for them. He just said lay hands on them. You know there's healing in your touch. You know, some people are just going to get healed emotionally just by a touch of love and concern. Some people are just going to, just when, you, you know, I went through a training for, I'll save this for another time. I went through a training for, uh, at Randy Clark School, uh, it's for healing. And in one of the greatest things in ministering to people for healing, he says, when you minister to people, make sure you're ministering to them in love. 
Because even if they don't get healed, they will be touched because they know God loves them. Some people, you know, Jesus spoke to a man. He was the guy that was let down through the roof. He was a paralytic. He had four guys, so he couldn't walk. And it was obvious he needed healing. But Jesus, the first thing he said to him is, son, your sins are forgiven you. First thing. Of course, uh, the the Pharisees were saying, who does this guy think he is? He's blaspheming. But Jesus, but then Jesus said, arise, take up your bed and walk. You know, maybe if he would have said, arise and walk at the beginning, he might have not been able to do it. Because a lot of people don't think God loves them enough. Why would God do this for me? Why would God heal me? They've got to have that touch of love. They've got to have, they've got to see the love in your eyes. You know, and I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not discrediting the word of faith. I love the word of faith. I think it's great. I mean, if it hadn't been for the word of faith, I wouldn't be here now. But one of the things they did was... Uh, you know, they lined people up in the front, and it was bam, 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 bam. So when I, when I got to be the preacher, I go bam, 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 bam. But then I found out later people need more than a bam. Some people need, to, some people know need to know that you care. Some people need, some people need you to talk to them. Some people need to know that God loves them. Some people will talk to you and they'll tell you, they might even tell you the real issue of what it is that's keeping them sick. And then you can lead them. You can lead them into healing. I'll close with this. I got two stories, but I can get it in. The first one, well, these both happened in Brazil. We were praying for a lady that was deaf. And as we were praying for her, the power of God just came on her. I mean, you talk about the fire of God, she got hot. And it was like, you know, like I did earlier, It was like, it wasn't quite that intense, but she was like electricity was flowing through her body. And so we'd say, deaf spirit, come out, be healed. And then nothing would happen. So we would ask, we asked, is there anybody that you need to forgive? She says, well, my husband committed adultery on me. She says, but... I can forgive him, but I can't forgive the woman because she's still around and she taunts me. So what do you do with that? You say, you know what? Your unforgiveness to her is keeping you in bondage. And she says, I just can't forgive. 
And so here she was, she was on fire and she had, she had the power of God just surging through her body and she didn't get healed. The next night, she was back. Another team got her. Same thing happened. Fire of God fell on her. The power of God was surging through her, but she could not forgive. Could not forgive. Well, let me tell you a positive one. There was a, a couple standing in front of me. She had, <laughs> I hate to say this, but she had mucus coming out of just about every place. You know, and so this this was going on for for a while, and uh, I started to pray for her, and I stopped, and I said, uh, "Is I, I just said, is there the spirit of God spoke to me? I said, is there anybody uh, you need to forgive?" And she said, "Well, me and my husband have been fighting. I think that might be a key. <laughs> me and my husband have been fighting." I said, well, would you be willing to forgive your husband? And she says, yes. And I look at him and he says, yes. So I lead them in a prayer of repentance. I didn't even have to pray for her. And I think, bam, that, all that stuff just cleared up. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say glory to God. But you know what? I had to be willing to love those people. I wasn't worried about the next person I was praying for. I wasn't worried about, you know, how many, how many I could get healed because at the end of the night they asked you, well, how many did you get healed? You didn't want to just, you know, run up your numbers. So I wasn't interested in the next person. I was interested in the, in the person in front of me. When you're in the grocery store, be interested in the person in front of you. I'm not telling you you have to pray for them. I'm not telling you you have to lay hands on them. But just be interested in people you get around. I'm actually shocked at myself. My wife, my wife is shocked at me sometimes. I'll be in the store and I'll just talk to people. Before, before in my former days, my wall days, it was leave me alone. I am a rock. I am an island. And a rock feels no pain, and an island never cries. But you're in prison. You're in prison. Thank you, Jesus. Did you have enough? Hallelujah. Come back. No. Well, don't come. I won't be here next week. You won't either. Bless the Lord. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord God. I prayed, you know I prayed yesterday and say, Lord, move by your Spirit. And Father, you moved, you moved by your Spirit in the worship, Lord God. You, you drew us to you, Lord God. You, you let us know, Lord God, that you wouldn't relent, Lord God. And we chose, we choose to give our hearts to you. So we ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that we would have the desire. Lord God, your word says to desire spiritual gifts. So Lord God, we would desire, Lord, even as Elisha would desire, Lord God, your spirit. 
Lord God, that we would have the desire of relationship. My Father, my Father. That we would have our focus, Lord God, on you, the Lord God. And Father God, that we would take the action, Lord God, when the Spirit of God would move upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Do we have a, the healing team today?